Thank you so much for being here. This is Ashwani Prasad, your host of the Inclusive Storytelling Podcast. If you're liking these episodes, please leave a review, download, comment if you're on YouTube, and share these episodes. Feel free to connect with me at theinclusivescreenwriter.com or on Twitter and Instagram at the Inclusive Screenwriter. In addition to being an anti-racism and anti-oppression educator, I'm a screenwriter, self-published author, and of course a podcast host. So if I can make our media more inclusive with you, feel free to reach out. All right, let's jump into our episode. In this episode, we're going to the frontier, the frontier that was the West in Canada and the United States. So it's estimated that about a third or quarter of cowhands were black. And so there's a lot of entertainment that focuses on people like John Wayne, but we rarely see black folks in writers, ropers, wranglers positions in our entertainment or our history books. So it's said that black cowhands were taught the cowhand way of life by the vaqueros, which were Mexican or Spanish cowhands. And so, unfortunately, we have to look at this term, cowboys, through a diversity, equity, and inclusion lens. A lot of black men were called boys, even though they were fully grown men. So just be wary of that term, cowboys, when you hear it, because it has a potentially racist history. And I'm going to tell you, this debate over cowboys is quite vibrant on the internet. So for us today, we're going to go over some five black cowhands who really shaped uh, the Canadian and U.S. West. The first is John Ware, and he was born in slavery in South Carolina in the United States and then moved to Texas after the Civil War. He was actually a really skilled cowhand, and he really um, helped boost the ranching industry in Alberta, which is a province in Canada. He also wowed crowds in the Calgary Stampede, which is in Calgary, Alberta, and the Calgary Stampede started in 1912. And he was a very respected man on the Canadian frontier. Another man is Bass Reeves. So Bass Reeves was a fugitive slave, and he escaped to Indian Territory, where he learned multiple First Nation languages. So when he became a U.S. Deputy Marshal, his ability to speak multiple languages came in handy. He apprehended over 300 cr- criminals, which included his son. Third, we have Bose Arkard, and Bose was the inspiration for the character of Dietz in Lonesome Dove. And Ickard was somebody who drove cattle including on the Goodnight Loving Trail, which ran from Texas all the way up to Colorado and Wyoming. Then we have young Nat Love. He was a teenager, and he was somebody who knew how to read, and he discovered he had a real gift with horses. And so he, as a teenager, found work on cattle drives, and he also won a rodeo competition. Then we have Bill Pickett. Now, Bill Pickett is one of the most legendary black rodeo performers of all time. He actually is the first black cowhand honored in the National Rodeo Hall of Fame. Women also shaped the West. So here are a few notable women. 
Now, there's not a lot of non-white women that have persevered through history. Now, but they do exist, but not as much. So I'm going to broadly talk about a lot of women that uh, aren't given as much notice as they should. And when we think about Westerns and when we think about this time period, the first is Annie Oakley. And so she gained recognition at the age of 15 for winning a shooting contest. And she was part of Buffalo Bill's Wild West show and she became a household name. So she was wowing audiences well into her 60s with her ability uh, to shoot. Then we have Calamity Jane. And so she was a well-known frontiers woman in her day. And so she was known for settling in some of the, uh, one of the most famous Wild West towns, uh, Deadwood, South Dakota. And she earned her nickname after working for the military and being engaged in numerous battles against the First Nation folks in the United States. And so she uh, passed away at an early age at about 51. We also have Belle Starr, and she was a notable outlaw. She was known for uh, riding a side saddle uh, with pistols and a black velvet. She also became involved in the Star Clan, which was a Cherokee Indian family that was known for horse thievery and uh, many types of crime. Then we have Pearl Hart. Uh, Hart was a Canadian outlaw and was known to be uh, one of the folks that, ha that was in a stagecoach robbery, one of the last recorded stagecoach robberies. So she was living in Arizona and she teamed up with somebody named Joe Boot and they decided to rob a stagecoach together. But they were caught and sent to jail and she became the only female inmate, inmate at Yuma Territorial Prison. She loved the attention, but she did go into obscurity uh, shortly after she was released. There's also Laura Bullion. Now, Bullion is not, there's not a lot known about her, but she was involved in a, the Great Northern Train Robbery, which led to her arrest in 1901. And she passed away actually in 1961. There's also Eleanor Dumont. She was known as Madame Mustache Dumont, and she was a notorious gambler during her time, and she was part of the California Gold Rush. Now, the Gold Rush in and of itself is its own history with a lot of racist origins. So, she ended up opening up a gambling parlor where no women except her were allowed, and she, uh, when the gold dried up uh, in the West, she left, and, uh, but she continued to gamble. Then there's Lillian Smith, and she was a trick shooter, and she jo joined Buffalo Bill's show as well at 15 years old. And so she did uh, a lot of performing, and she was definitely a record-setting shooter. There's Lottie Dano. Uh, she was also another notorious gambler, and she was known for her masterful poker skills around Texas and the United States. And uh, she married a gambler, Frank Thurmond, uh, who was convicted of murder in Georgia. Um, and so she is definitely known um, in regards to who she is, and she inspired the character of Miss Kitty Russell on Gunsmoke. Then 
we have Mary Fields, who was a black woman. And she is known to be one of the toughest and bravest women in the U.S. American history. She was born into slavery around 1832, and she was freed after the Civil War. She would work in convents in Ohio and Montana, which are states in the U.S., um, and she was really notorious for drinking, smoking, and toting guns. She also became the first black woman uh, to be on a mail carrier route and delivering mail by stagecoach, and she was known for her delivery and reliability. And she also was known for being fearless in the face of stagecoach thieves and has rumored to have fought off a pack of wild wolves with a rifle. Lastly, there's Rose Dunn. She was known as Rose of Cimarron and she learned to tie rope and ride from her older brothers and she was involved in a shootout with a gang of uh, u.s marshals and she uh, actually helped out the gang she was with and nursed them back to health and so she is definitely a legend when it comes to what is called the wild wild west in uh, the u.s and canada so there was some really great information from WideOpenCountry.com where I was able to reference a lot of these wonderful folks. I know I would love to see a miniseries actually with uh, non-white uh, cowhands and people who were part of the wild, 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 wild west as they call it. Thanks again for being here. And again, if you're liking these episodes, feel free to leave a review, download, comment, and share. And always remember, if I can support you in making our media more inclusive, feel free to reach out. I'm a screenwriter, podcast host, and an author. And I'm at theinclusivescreenwriter.com or the Inclusive Screenwriter on Twitter and Instagram. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.